What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Gettys, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Oh, hi, Tim. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Can't wait to talk about this with you. What you playing right there? Can I take oh, one guess? Sure, go for it. The original Final Fantasy VII on the Nintendo Switch. No, you idiot. Damn, I'm turning in some damn. fossils to blather. fossils. Iron Man. Go chop your goddamn trees. Uh, right, we also have the former informer, Imran Khan. How you doing? I'm doing good. I was playing the original Final Fantasy VII on Switch earlier today. A man with taste. Greg Miller. <laughs> Maybe you can learn a thing or two. Uh, blessing, Adeyoye Jr., the new face of video games. What's up, Tim? Making the debut of his new beautiful face with this new setup, man. I love yeah, look. new setup. Yeah, I, I, Kevin came over yesterday with a haz, hazmat suit on, got this new desk setup, and so now <laughs> I'm like facing the window. Got How the much sun of that blaring is on me. Uh, he was not wearing a hazmat suit on. on but guys, yeah. who here? If we were to take a vote on was it or was it not true, I feel like we'd be pretty split. You <laughs> no know? way. I, 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 no if way. Kevin, told me Kevin, Kevin showed up all sweaty like eating an was... apple he found on the street, I would have believed that more than the hazmat suit. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that, that's that's funny. way more accurate. Let me chime in so for a second. Kevin was so sweaty when he was here. And I knew this is what you were about to say, and that's why I wanted to chime in. You keep that room easily 85 degrees. Toasty. And I was doing I manual it. labor, putting this desk together, and yeah, I got a little sweaty. The, all right? the door, was, the door was open. The door is open. Not enough. You know what I mean? Air was coming in. We need no. a fan on that bitch, too. It was a breeze from outside the hallway. And joining us for uh, one of our very first five-person kind of funny games cast, Andy, Whew. the Twitch streamer himself, Nitro Rifle Cortez. It's, it's been a while, guys. Let, first off, let me just say this. All right, uh, Outer Wilds was my game of the year. I knew he was going to do this. I number knew two, I was about to bring this up. Number two is Control. Number three is Apex Legends, guys. Thank you for watching. <laughs> You just disconnect. I would have so much. I would be so proud. It would destroy the entire template Kevin's made. But if you were like, just gone. <laughs> you gotta Kevin love it. Ladies and gentlemen, oh this is the Kind of Funny Games cast each and every week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get the show early by going to Patreon, not early, ad free, uh, by going to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games with the exclusive post show, just like Mohammed Mohammed, Al Tribesman, James Hastings, Sancho West Gaming, Agent oh, Cody Banks himself, uh, Trent Barry, Julian, the gluten-free gamer, Joseph or Yusuf, and joining for the first time on this show, Scott Radloff. Whoa. That's almost a really funny name. Yeah. <laughs> almost. It almost is. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you all for, for your support over on Patreon. If you don't have the dollars, that's totally, <laughs> totally cool. You can watch the show for free on YouTube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen to it as a podcast on your favorite podcast service. Just search for Kinda Funny Games Cast. Uh, today we're brought to you by Quip, but I will get to that later. For now, let's get into it, baby. Final Fantasy VII Remake. We're reviewing it. This feels unreal. The game is out, Imran. The game is done. We have completed the game. First off, actually, I mean, let's, let's, let's go around. It will be out. Well, it's semi-out. Well, it's, it's out, out in countries. countries. Also, you know how this goes. Are we spoiling it? Is this a spoiler-free review? To make this clear, this is a, the, all things considered, spoiler-free review. Okay. What that means is like we're we're not gonna like any big reveals or stuff we're not gonna talk about. This is like it's like any, reading any review that you would see on a okay on a site. So yeah, sure, if you're being super sensitive and you don't want anything spoiled, maybe come back to this later. But uh, we we'll be we, doing a spoiler cast next week that we'll really be getting into mm-hmm. to everything. So Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games with your questions. I feel like you shouldn't worry uh, about about this episode if you're concerned about spoilers. Um, but where have all of us been with this game, Greg Miller? So how do you want me to answer that? Where have I been with this in game? Your no, in terms of like, how far are you? Oh, I've beaten this game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I beat Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think it took me on the game clock 35 or 38 hours, somewhere in there. I forget which one. Bless. I've also beaten it at around 36, 37 hours. Copycat. Imran. Uh, I beat it. I'm in the. I'm nearly done with my hard playthrough right now. Ooh. I... My initial playthrough was about 45 hours. I think I'm at 65 now. Jesus oh, wow. Okay. I beat it. Um, Are there, me... How's that possible? I'm, when you skip cutscenes and go through, well, like, I'm, I'm pretty well versed in the game now. So it's not that hard to get through even on hard playthrough. Okay. okay. That's insane. Because uh, I beat it about 38 hours and then I went back to hard to try. And it was not only kicking my ass, but, but frustrating as well. Yeah. Uh, and then Andy. Um, I don't trust my game clock 
Um, <laughs> All right, fair enough. Thanks. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I also doubled number two. We got it. <laughs> I'd say I'm about like in in all honesty, maybe 25 hours in. Um, okay. but I mean, I don't really even want to say a chapter number because I don't want. Is that too spoilery? Chapter uh, numbers are fine. I think yeah, you're probably like halfway through. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm I think I just started chapter 12. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So uh, that means that all of us have beat it except for Andy. We wanted to have him here as well, um, just because he has never played Final Fantasy VII before, except for the one Twitch stream that we did that you can watch on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, but what about the what's our history with the game otherwise, the original game? Greg. Uh I have, you know, obviously been in video games for a while now and so obviously i know how beloved final fantasy 7 is and jrpgs are a special case with me where there's something like persona 4 and persona 3 and that i can't put down that i get into and i'm just all about and i want to be a part of it final fantasy 7 i came to it super late it was already on that pedestal it already was you know so many people's game of a lifetime kind of thing obviously the big death is spoiled for me by that point and all that jazz and so i want to say yeah i start i I don't even think i don't even think when i had my ps1 like when it was modern that i was playing it on that i think it would be years later after hearing so much about it but i finally double backed and tried to play it and i've tried multiple times to play the original final fantasy 7 and it just doesn't work for me and i don't know if it's a, a jrpg thing if it's a dated thing if it's a graphic thing but I totally get what that game is, why it matters to so many people, but I've never been able to get into it. Bless. I'm pretty much the exact same as Greg, where I've heard a lot all about Final Fantasy VII. I've, I mean, I've had friends growing up that would, we would have like the back and forth of like, what's what's better, Final Fantasy VII or Ocarina of Time, right? I've had all those conversations. Um, and I, similarly to Greg, I've tried to play Final Fantasy VII, the original one, multiple times. And it's always one of those things where, I have a similar thing with JRPGs where some click for me and, and a lot of them don't, depending on, I guess, context or, or when I'm playing them or whatever it may be. Like, random RP, random JRPGs I can get into. Like, the last story on Wii, I absolutely loved. Persona 4 Golden is, like, my second favorite game of all time. Uh, Pokemon in general, like, I really like. And, and I can kind of go down a list of JRPGs that I absolutely love and then JRPGs that I've tried and just haven't get, gotten into. And that includes, like, pretty much every Final Fantasy that I've tried. I've never been able to get into a Final Fantasy game for the ones that I've tried being Final Fantasy VII and final fantasy 13 and 14 which is a different thing but yeah. yeah i've never really been able to get into a final fantasy game and so for final fantasy 7 the original i want to say i've tried it probably like three or four times and i've gotten i gotten past where we did that uh the first impressions with or the stream with andy uh where andy played the original Maka reactor mission i've gotten a bit past that point I think I've gotten even past like where you land in the flower bed in the original game and you meet Aerith and all that stuff, um, but not too much past that. So I've only gotten like a couple hours in to Final Fantasy VII, the original, whenever I've tried to play it. And then Andy, any other history there? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, if you all watched the, that Let's Play, um, I it's a game that I just never got into, but I totally, along with Greg, understand the history, understand why everybody holds it on such a high pedestal. Um, I just never, I was always, it, it. it's similar to me and Sonic, where I loved the Sonic universe. I loved drawing these things as a kid. I had so many Final Fantasy fan arts that I would just draw from like <laughs> Game Pro magazines, and I would sketch like whatever character was on that Game Pro magazine. But I never played the games because uh, turn-based just was never quite my jam, except for Pokemon back in the day. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, for me, I, I played Pokemon when I was like eight or whatever in 98. And that kind of like introduced me to RPGs. And by the time Final Fantasy X was coming out, I was super excited for it. And it was definitely a game that I was like, like it was being so hyped up by all the magazines and stuff. And it's like, it's going to be a graphical masterpiece and all this. And it looked cool to me. Like it had just that aesthetic. It was very blue. And I fell in love with X. And Curran's game, favorite game of all time, has always been Final Fantasy VII. So we kind of had this rivalry of like, what's better, ten or seven? And I hadn't even played seven, so I was just talking my shit. But she's talking. I was gonna say, shit, but yeah. you blindly. You oh yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. I mean, that was the same for me and Zelda. Yeah, and then uh, it wasn't until you know a couple years later uh, after that, I got probably when I was in high school that I was like, I need to go back and play this, and then I I just absolutely fell in love, and that was leading into the compilation of Final Fantasy VII stuff that they put out in around 2007 um 
and that included the advent children movie which i loved at the time um yeah, and the crisis core, too. <laughs> the crisis core uh, psp game and uh, even like the shitty ones like dirge of service the uh ps2 game um with uh with vincent or whatever but i like was all in on the final fantasy 7 world and um i've i've now played through seven probably like four times imran what about you? i i remember it being the very first game i ever like really hotly anticipated like i there was a game players magazine headline once that was like it's gonna be the greatest game of all time and it's only on playstation I remember showing that to my mom saying we need to get a playstation <laughs> chosen as before then but i did manage to convince her and i remember ordering or pre-ordering that game with my dad and eb games and getting that PlayStation underground disc you know oh, yeah. what i'm talking about tim like oh, yeah. yeah i played that a thousand times i played the game itself probably honestly like 15 to 20 times wow. over my lifetime i didn't realize i like that game was very very important to me but over the years i let so many the fan response and like my own i guess contrarianism kind of color how i felt about that game over in the last two decades i did not realize how much nostalgia i had for it until mm-hmm. like this past week yeah <laughs> all right so now now let's just get into it man final fantasy 7 remake what do we think can I start I with that? Start. I want to start oh. here. Oh, no, you go for it, Imran. Go for it. I think this is one of the best games I've ever played. Me too. Straight up, like I've, I don't think I've enjoyed the game this much as Breath of the Wild, and before that, I don't think I've enjoyed a game that much for the last like ten years. Like this is, I think, it's not a perfect game, but it's one of the. It's a video game that does everything it's trying to do as perfectly as it can possibly do. Every step of the way I was playing, I was like, this is so much more than I ever imagined it to be content-wise. It, I was engrossed the entire time, and I did not want it to end. We had to beat it for the review, and I feel like all of us were constantly surprised at how much more content there was. Like Every time we would text each other like, oh, where are you at? Oh, I'm only you know this much farther than you. How many hours ahead is that? 10 and you're like what like how is there 10 hours from here to there because Imran like we know the original game like we know like what the A to B to C and it's like they somehow filled all that out with meaningful content that feels just as good as the original stuff it just feels so gelled it didn't feel like filler like one or two exceptions aside it all felt like oh this is what you would do with a new Final Fantasy 7 which is shocking like they nailed this game so perfectly I I genuinely cannot believe it. Yeah. Uh, the entire time, last year playing Resident Evil 2 remake, I was just so blown away. I was like, how is this real? Like, this is a game of dreams. And playing this, a Final Fantasy 7 being a game I was much more attached to, it is just amplified. Where I'm just like, there was so much more pressure for them to nail this. And I just really think that from all angles they did, looking at the combat specifically, I feel like they took everything that I liked from Final Fantasy 13 from Kingdom Hearts and just from Final Fantasy VII in general and and uh, mixed it together, cutting out all of the bullshit crap and just made a super fun battle system that, honestly, if, if I had criticisms of this game, one of the things is I wish there was more post-game stuff to be able to use that that combat yeah. system. Yeah, I agree. Like, that's my thing is after after finishing the game, that was kind of the thing for me where, I, where I've been going back and replaying side quests because I skipped a lot of the side, que- side quests because I wanted to make sure I had this game done by the time we're reviewing it. And going back, I'm like, man, I wish this game went on forever. That's how much I enjoyed this game. Like for me, halfway, it was about halfway through playing this game, about halfway through where I was like, man, this this game is like going from a game where I was like, this is a pretty excellent game to now me falling in love with this game. And then maybe three-fourths in, I came to the realization that like, Okay, yeah, no, this is my favorite JRPG that I've played since Persona 4 Golden. And now that I've beaten it, and now that I've had time to sit on it, I'm like, yeah, this might be one of the best games I've ever played. Like, I absolutely mm-hmm. love this game. I'm in love with the the story, the characters. Like, there are so many characters in this game that have so much personality and their own arcs, their own stories, and all of them feel fully realized, and all of them have uh, great personalities. Like, Barrett, for, for example, uh, a character where... In the original game, whenever I've, I've tried to play the original Final Fantasy VII, I would get to talking to Barrett, and I'd be like, man, this guy seems like a character, character, caricature of himself. This guy yeah. seems like over-the-top, cartoonish. Uh, it was he, a racist like, Mr. T stereotype. Yes. Yeah, and I, I didn't really like him that much for that reason. But in this game, 
towards the beginning, he they they kind of acknowledge how goofy he is. Like there's a in the demo, right? There's the elevator sequence where uh, it's him giving a speech about Mako and about the world and about how Shinra is bad and all this stuff. And I think it's Jesse and Cloud in the elevator looking at him like, "What's this guy on?" Um, but like even that speech itself was heartfelt and honest in a way where I was like, "I kind of like this guy." And then as the game progressed. Dude, like halfway through the game, I was like, "Shoot, man, Barrett is awesome. Like Barrett is is great. The way he 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 delivers his lines, the way like the way he's acted, um, but then also like a lot of his motivations, a lot a lot of the the characters that he attaches himself to, and and his whole cause. I felt like I felt for him. Like I was behind him one hundred percent of the way, and that's kind of reflected through all the major characters for me. Where I could look at a character like Jesse, who talking to Tim, uh, somebody who's played the original original uh-huh. Final Fantasy Seven, like. Talking to talking to Tim about Jesse, Jesse apparently in the original game wasn't really that much of like an like a fleshed out character. Yeah. Right. But in this game, like, dude, I like had a connection with Jesse. I was like, man, this Jesse oh, character yeah. is awesome. Same with Aerith, same with Tifa, like all the major characters I absolutely loved. Uh the combat system I is one of my favorite combat systems <clears throat> in a game. Uh I absolutely love it. This is gonna sound like a dated thing, but the materia system, man, that thing is awesome. Like I don't know how, <laughs> how similar it is to the original, but I love, love, love materia system. Surprisingly similar. Yeah. Like, it's it very like, similar. I, I when I thought like when they first announced the new system, I was like, there's no way they're gonna do like support materia or luck up or anything like that. And they managed to fit in almost every materia that was in the original game, like at that part it's, of the game. The the materia system was something for me where I was like every every JRPG or every RPG should do something like this where you're not just leveling up your characters but you're leveling up abilities and you're able to yeah. to switch those abilities between characters so you don't have you don't have the thing where it's like okay well I don't want to use Tifa because like I, Tifa's leveled down or whatever no you just switch those abilities over and it just boom it works um, the soundtrack the world the, the visuals oh, everything oh, God. Yeah. everything is just incredible to me I absolutely love this game so Greg. Yeah, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts because I feel out of all of us, you were probably the one that not only was least interested in this game, but I feel like this would you'd be the hardest to win over well, that, for for this. That was the thing I was I wanted to start with. Yeah, I thought it was interesting last week at the end in the post show for the Resident Evil Three review, right, where you asked, "Oh man, that means that up next is you know Final Fantasy VII, and what's everybody's hype level?" And everybody was a various degree of like, "I can't fucking wait," and I was like. I'm interested to see what it's like. I, you know what I mean? Like, I've never ever, like, I, I phrased my, you know, original answer around Final Fantasy VII in my history there. Outside of that, removing from that, right? Like, I've never connected with a Final Fantasy. And that, you know, I remember, I always fuck it up, but it 10's the Blitzball one, right? Where I'm yeah, playing yeah. soccer underwater. I remember getting that, and I'm like, I have a PS2. This is launching. Bought it at launch, jumped into it, and it just didn't work for me. And so even for us, you know, when we hosted the Final Fantasy XV reveal event, and it was, hey, they want me uh, you and me to be a part of this and i remember multiple times you and i talking or me mainly me being like are you sure you guys want me on this like i'm a good host yeah but like i don't have a love affair with final fantasy and they were like no no that's the point we think this game's gonna get in old fans like tim and new and people who could be new fans like you who've never touched it i was like okay and i played what three or four hours of final fantasy 15 i'm like this didn't work sorry this is still really for me like it just it wasn't my thing like i didn't connect with those characters i didn't connect with that world it it was this weird mashup of, the, I, I like the idea of, hey, we're this group of dudes going out on like this one last hurrah, but then mashed up with this weird world. It just didn't work for me, right? And so to be here last week talking at the end of the Resident Evil thing and be like, all right, yeah, I guess I'm the odd man out again. I'm just like, this isn't my thing. Who knows if I'll beat it? I thought maybe I'd come in and be more in the chair of like, you know, I, I went and I tried, but I just don't like it. So it's not that thing. That's what I thought it would be. I thought yeah. this, I, I was surprised that you were going to be on this review. I thought this was yeah. going to be a uh, Greg will play it for two hours and then move on back to Animal Crossing or something. Yeah. And so like Final Fantasy seven remake is phenomenal in every aspect of being a video game. Full stop. Like, I think, you know, we've already touched on all of it. We're going to get into it obviously way deeper in this, but like, I'm right there with you with gameplay, right? Of like, I didn't, I, in the beginning, when I f- first started getting the taste and getting into it, I was like, oh my God, I, I want more. And in the beginning, they're, they're a bit more frugal with it of giving you these little tastes of it before you really get going and really get into battles. I was so anxious for more fights. Uh, I was so anxious for more stories. I mean, the game is just stunning, both in cutscenes and then as it transitions into regular gameplay and the way it handles itself. Uh, to Yeah, to, you know, Blessing's Point, which you already brought up, like the entire soundtrack slaps. Like the entire entire soundtrack, like uh, being there and having these epic fights and having this orchestra behind you as you go off and do this was insane. And again, like 
I, in some respects, I guess, uh, you know, I'm lucky or at least naive to come into this game and not know what to expect at all from the story, let alone really the gameplay where like, when it was like, oh, now you can have a, you have this thing you can summon. I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of summons. I vaguely remember Cle all my Final Fantasy knowledge is either Tim or Clements. I'm like, <laughs> I remember Clements talking about summons in one in some aspect of uh, the city of Dukakum or whatever on the PSP. And so like, the first time I unleashed my summon, like I, I don't know if I've had a similar moment in video games, modern video games, where legitimately as I did it, like I had this shit eating grin and I was like dumbfounded of like this is insane i can't believe what i'm seeing i can't believe this way the way this is just dropped into the middle of a fight and isn't that big of a deal that they're making out of it uh yeah materia system's great the cores you're upgrading for your weapons are great like there's so much choice in this that it's this interesting thing where i think the game is so linear in terms of like point a to point b what you're doing where you're doing the way they give you you know they give you side quests in not the hey it's totally blended into the world witcher way right it is very much like hey like here's a here's a menu of side quests you can only do here so enjoy them if you want to or don't do them i wanted to do them all i went and did most of them all with the exception of the end where it was like we got to make sure we hit this review embargo i'll come back to these and do it later like the game is just incredible just incredible in every sense of the word and yeah. i was completely caught off guard by it uh you know again having no fandom for it it was that is this going to work for me and as i told tim like i think at the end of chapter one like when the intro finished and it was like time to start playing i had goosebumps and i was like wow why the fuck do i have goosebumps and it's because it's that well done like again the orchestra and the visuals and the world they're setting up and yeah. then mm -hmm. getting you into that world and having that be believable and even though and i know that we'll get into this way more on a spoiler cast next week but by the time the game ends and i was just like all right I don't understand anything, but I had fun yep. like that, that I didn't feel like the train got away from me and not, and not, and not even got away from me. Cause it's, you can, <clears throat> even if you didn't have final fantasy fans around you, there'd be message boards to go discuss what you just saw. Right. It is a water cooler thing, but it wasn't until, yeah, the late teens where I felt the story all of a sudden left turned into now we're going to get some, some real nerdy fucking final fantasy shit. And I was just like, he's a bad guy all right that's a bad person okay i get what's happening but like up until that run of just what avalanche was and who cloud is and what's going on and to your point yeah of like barrett pops up and he is over the top and i was like oh is this what it's going to be the entire way the way they humanize barrett the moments they give oh, man. You with him, the moments they give you that are just him doing a tightrope walk and suddenly being scared it was like oh fuck and the characters they surround everybody with them like i can go on rambling like long story short this game is fucking phenomenal Barrett has great relationships with like all of the characters. It feels yeah. like, and in that way, I found that he was probably probably one of my favorite characters in the game, if not my favorite character. Um, but yeah, to like what you're saying about like getting getting goosebumps to uh, at that first scene when you start playing the game, right? A thing I noticed, uh, this is the thing I picked up on like towards the second half of playing was that it seems like the camera work, camera work in this game is just phenomenal in a yeah. way where I've not really like picked up on in any other video game aside from maybe like God of War or something like that. Um, Final Fantasy VII, I feel like has a similar level of, yeah, they like really took note or not even took note, but they really paid attention to the the transitions from cutscene to gameplay and the yep. way the camera will will uh, zoom back. I don't know the, the actual technical term, um, but the, the way the camera will pull back and, and, and do that in dynamic ways or ways that mm -hmm. feel interesting each time. Dolly like, would be the term. Do yes, Dolly. Yeah, like the way in which the camera would do that, be, I, every time I, I, mm -hmm. I found myself being really into it and being like, wow, this is actually, this is, th these little details, the way, the way they are, they're, they're painting this picture here is incredible. So it's I forget the, ask. yeah, I forget the name of yeah. the cutscene director, but they they basically made a change from Kingdom Hearts 3 to the new cutscene director for this guy. And you can tell it's a huge difference because it, it is film-like in quality in a lot of, not only does it help like actually facilitate gameplay, it makes the cutscenes look better. Like there's a specific scene I'm thinking of where Tifa is talking to a dressed up cloud in the, I guess, dungeon is the best way to put it. Yeah. And she's like, Oh wait, are you cloud? And she's still like questioning it. And then like, it just goes to cloud, like zooms on his faces, nailed it. Yes. Moving on. And like, that's a funny scene, but it's a funny scene because they directed it. Well, yes. And, like, that's the sort of thing that if you put in Kingdom Hearts three, it would not have been nearly as good. No, it would have been corny and weird. Like that. This is the craziest thing. Having just played Kingdom Hearts three last year, and now playing this, they, it really feels like just totally different experiences where I would have never believed a team with as much overlap as these have to be able to create things that are 
in, of such radical difference in quality. Like, yeah, this is by and large the Final Fantasy 13 team, which is shocking. And that as well, right? I feel like they, I, I said this earlier, but like, I really do feel like this took all the, the elements that I love so much, the staggering system uh, mm-hmm. that was like really kind of introduced in Final Fantasy 13. Um, I feel like never really got its its dues in that game uh, for many different reasons. Um, but I feel like in this, it just, it, it seamlessly works with the more action-based things of Final Fantasy 15 that we saw. Uh, but even being able to kind of like link your... Um, face buttons to like different abilities that you have and making it play more like kingdom hearts, but just better than kingdom hearts has played since yeah. too, you know, yeah, I didn't, like, like to that point, I didn't actually do that. I've used the menu the entire time, even though like oh, wow. I've never been on the classic difficulty, but like I use that for everything and it just feels good. Even still doing that. Mm-hmm. Game rules, man. Andy, yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want your thoughts. Yeah. The game's great. I, um, immediately you can see why this took so goddamn long to make like i feel like every aspect of it is so well thought out and so well realized um i i will say that just like at, at, from an artist's perspective i can't wait to play this on ps5 because i want to yeah. see the environments run at a higher uh, resolution because <laughs> like load better you, you could tell all of the all of the resources in this game are going all towards the characters because they are, mm-hmm. you know, the most, the most important thing on screen and they're gorgeous and they're so like high fidelity and high res and their textures and everything is incredible about the characters, but sometimes the, the textures of the background can look a little janky at times. Are you um, playing on a PS4 or a pro pro? Oh, interesting. Me too. Yeah. There, there's some moments where like in cutscenes, you could just see like, it looks like this texture hasn't popped in, but it has. That's just how it looks. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I've, had that, I've had that too. Flowers don't didn't look great whenever they were close up. But Doors it's one of those too. things where it's like, I don't think, like, it still always looked good, you know? Because I feel like the art direction was so sure. good that mm-hmm. yeah. it didn't like, it, it didn't, this game didn't feel like it had technical faults. You know what I mean? It had, like, it's on running on seven to eight year old hardware at this point, And like, it shows. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it reminds I, me of near Altamata, where the the characters are so gorgeous, but the environments are kind of lacking at times. Um, yeah. But uh, but I mean, aside from that, that's I'm trying to think of like little things I can nitpick on or whatever. But the game's great, man. The combat's yes. phenomenal. I there. I didn't feel like until because I'm about halfway. I'd say maybe like 65 percent of the way through. Maybe maybe 60. I don't know. But it took a while for me to even use uh, an ether. To to bring up my MP, and it was during a really important boss fight towards the middle ish of the game. Um, but it's so engaging, and once you find once you find the rhythm of not- noticing the weakness uh, of this bad guy, and like when you mess up, it's always your fault. That's mm-hmm. one thing I really enjoy mm-hmm. about the combat and appreciate about it, where you can easily use your assess materia move or whatever to see what the bad guy's weakness is and what he's. You know, every all his stats about the bad guy. But if you don't do that, yeah, it, it sort of gives you really good hints of, hey, I'm invulnerable to this right now, so don't try this. Hey, it, you know, it does a really good job of illustrating, um, you know, what its weaknesses are, what its strengths are. And it's just so it's so well thought out, man. I'm totally digging this game, dude. Yeah. Um, so what you were talking about, right, of like, you know, noticing this or noticing that, that was why I thought the combat was so engaging because it was... In the beginning, I was never switch- switching off of cloud, right? And then it was this like, oh, okay, wait, I should be doing this, or I need a healer, and you know, I'm gonna be able to switch with my shoulder buttons over and give these people, okay, cool. I've been using the hot bu- the hot keys, right, where you hold L1 and use the face button. Yeah. But oh, I can completely stop. It was getting up to running to the where it was at the end of the game that it was, it was problem solving. I want to say chess, but it wasn't. It was problem solving. Yeah. Like getting in right. there, and then yeah, if I even if I assessed, it'd, it'd be I think of like. Fuck, nobody, ha- I didn't, I, you know, my materia has been reassigned so that nobody has ice right now. Well, mm-hmm. let's try it this way. And even if we fail, we start right outside and I get to re- I get to put it in and do that. And so jumping around and doing it, you know, okay, in this battle, I'm just going to mainly use Tifa for heals. So Barrett and Clatter over there and Barrett gets his, you know, AP meter filled up so quickly just by shooting at a distance and using someone to draw attention. So then you could come in from behind with whatever attack you wanted to, let alone limits, let alone summons, which I didn't even like, being slack jawed watching you know summoning summoning my first dude or whatever right and having this giant creature there it wasn't until embarrassingly like probably three-fourths of the way through the game that i was like 
oh, summon abilities for everybody. And it makes him do, oh, shit, I'm an idiot. I thought Dude, he was doing same that here. automatically. Going in there and then watching those attacks hit and yeah. those attacks fucking melt people. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah what, like, once you once you feel, once you see the stagger, once you see the critical hits, like, it just feels so damn rewarding. And then when the enemy staggered, all right, let's all unleash. We Oh, shit, we all have our abilities ready to go. Let's fucking, like, it's just so goddamn good, dude. It's so, so Tim, impressive. real quick, if I was watching this and I hadn't already played it, and I'm, you know, talking as somebody who doesn't play Final Fantasy, explain stagger. What is going on with that? How, do, how does that work into the gameplay system? Stagger is kind of just like, un- so there's the HP meter of the, the enemy. And then under that, there's another meter that's kind of like, if you're, when you, it's a, pre- yeah, you pressure them up. So it's just like, it, it just keeps going. Then once it gets full, they're staggered, and then the enemies are kind of down. And then you can just go and like totally unleash on them, um, and they're not going to be attacking you during that point. They're usually weaker to different types of attacks. So it's kind of the main strategy of the combat system is and- focusing on staggering the right enemies at the right time, especially when there's multiple people you're facing off against, which is majority of the battles in this game. Um, so it's staggering someone over here to be able to deal with them there and taking them out accordingly. Yeah, and how every enemy gets staggered or how they take damage is honestly like a puzzle. And the solution is like you have to figure out each individual enemy and then remember that for the next time. And that's where assessment material can come in handy. But I didn't do a good job my first time through of actually understanding how that game works and how like I need to switch off like every two seconds, how I need to like focus Mm -hmm. on using their actual things that make them stagger. And hard forces you to do that, which I kind of Mm -hmm. appreciate. But it's such it's actually so satisfying to figure out like this is what this enemy is not only weak against but just how to really make them trivial it's that light bulb moment like yeah. oh yeah okay yeah. cool yeah because yeah. it's not necessarily like a character action game in that sense it's more of a not a puzzle game but it's a, it's a thinking man's game at that point and, and something i appreciate with that is there are multiple time multiple instances whether uh, it was a big boss or just kind of like common enemies that just happened to be kind of kicking my ass like there are times where i know i need this material but i didn't have it equipped and i'm yeah. like this is gonna be real difficult because i don't yeah. have the thing that i need but it was like but i feel like i can take this guy down <laughs> and it's that fun video game feeling of david versus goliath where it's like okay i could just lose right now set the material i need and come back in and fuck mm-hmm. him up but I'm going to take a what should be a two-minute battle and extend it out into a 10-minute thing of me <laughs> trying to cheese him, trying to just run around and, like, desperately do it as your HP and, like, MP is just getting, like, checked down. And you're just, like, on your final, final breaths, you can take him out. You're just like, yeah, that was fucking worth it. You know, I normal, I would, I would, I never video games to, are cool. I never had to do a, a battle more than twice on yes. normal. But, That's like, my thing. Like, yeah. the, ba- the balancing in this game is so excellent. Like I, I had that thing where like I don't think I, I don't think I fought a boss more than twice, uh, because it, after you lose, you can't go back into the menus and and re re uh, equip things however you went, and so you know like okay, this guy is weak to lightning, for example. I'm gonna take lightning off of Barrett, who's not even in this fight, put it on Tifa, uh, and figure it out from there. But then also like once you're once you're in it, and once you're like say say you're fighting a boss that's like a ten minute boss or whatever. Once you're five minutes in and you're in the flow of it, and you realize the 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 cycle you need to go through in order to take this guy out, it's just like a fun mind game of like, okay, cool. I'm going to pause. I'm gonna or I'm not gonna pause. I'm gonna switch over to to Barrett here. I'm gonna command Cloud to use lightning over there. And then I'm gonna command Tifa to cure everybody else. And so Tifa, you're on cure duty duty while I'm over here firing from afar. Like the way you can set up strategies feels so brilliant and feels so open and free and you feel like you have so much choice in the combat airbuster is a good example of like how necessarily they expand because airbuster in the original he was like this joke fight like you were on both sides of him you could easily beat him in the first turn in this game he is a 10 minute fight with the most epic boss remix i've ever heard (laughs) man when the boss theme for final fantasy 7 plays in this game for the sixth time but it is a, the sixth the new version like the, we keep talking about the music in this game but it's yes. like Final fantasy 7 has some of the most iconic mute like sounds songs like just sound mm-hmm. design all of it of all time and there's so much care put into this feeling dynamic where they just don't reuse it they like actually remix it they arrange it they do it with big orchestras it's not just like oh here's a theme for Final Fantasy 7 more expensive it it's, is it's that combined with the like theme of the area you're in it's like oh it's not just bombing mission theme and it's not just battle theme they're interwoven so beautifully that when it ramps up when you get to the airbuster fight and you hear the boss theme with the the guitars and the choir and shit it's just like 
holy fuck, I am so hyped up right now. Like this or is like, so incredibly cool. When you're just in in the lab and you're just walking along, you hear like the first five notes of Genova's theme. Oh you're my like, god. Oh shit. Like if you've never played Final Fantasy VII, that doesn't mean anything to you. But if you have, you're like, oh shit, I recognize this. I know what's coming up soon. Yeah. That, that's one thing I'm excited to, to uh to be on the spoiler cast with you all because I'm I'm so excited to see what has been added what elements have been stretched out what elements have been cut like that's all that stuff is so fascinating to me because like I, every critique that we heard before this game came out was how is this game gonna just be this area this portion of the original final fantasy 7 how could they possibly make a full campaign out of this there's no way it's gonna it's got to be 40 dollars because it'll probably only be like five hours maybe at max and this game is meaty as shit, dude. <laughs> yes. Well, more than that, it, I think a big criticism was it's going to feel incomplete and it's not going to feel like a complete story. Yeah. yeah. Greg and Bless, what do you guys think about that? I thought it felt. Oh, I thought it felt super complete. Like I thought by the time I got maybe halfway through or a quarter or a three fourths of the way through, I was like, man, I can't believe that they're actually like going to be more parts to this because this does feel like a it feels like a full game. Um, not even not only from the sense that the story arcs feel like they have a beginning, middle, and end, um, but from the sense of I remember Tim, me and you, we did the the preview event where we got we had to go through chapters one and then I believe like seven one one sure. two seven ten. Yeah, and it was like like the parts we saw, the parts we had to kind of go through were both uh, they were like Mako reactor uh levels and so it felt at a certain point we i think we both had the fear of like oh man is this what this game is going to be are we going to be going through the same corridors over and over again in similar looking areas i was surprised by how much each of the chapters felt unique uh uh different and also like have their own moments to shine like that like each chapter kind of took place in their own environment aside from like maybe actually one in one in seven but still even even those two chapters had their own big moments even in though the they're context- in similar environments in the context of playing them in the order that the chapters play out and not how we did, where it was yeah. jumping from one and two straight to seven, it, it yeah. does feel like by the time we, I got back to it in this, I was like, oh, I'm excited to be in this in, uh, environment again and not the ones that we've been in the last couple chapters. So many, so many chapters feel like they were made by different directors and writers. And that's not a bad thing. It just they they feel so different in terms of yeah, in, in terms of mood and tone um where one one chapter it's it's it could be depressing and horrifying and the next yeah. one it's quirky and weird and like i i don't have a whole lot of experience with the yakuza franchise but yes a lot of these there's a lot of very very japanese yakuza moments in this game i mean this game is a <laughs> yeah. whole honestly feels kind of inspired by yakuza especially like there are certain chapters where you're just kind of walking around helping people and doing side quests it feels a lot like a Yakuza game, which yeah. kind of probably why it appeals to me that much. So the thing that impresses me the most about this game is that we always talk about like when there's remakes or when there's kind of like rebooted franchises where we say like, wow, this looks and plays like I remember the original being. This to me is, is something I've never experienced before that takes that to such a new level where it's this plays like my imagination filling in the gaps, but it shuts that down and is even better than that Mm -hmm. the way that they explain they commit to the vision and the weirdness and the quirkiness of final fantasy 7 but they explain it for the first time why were we facing cars Mm -hmm. as bad guys in (laughs) final fantasy 7 why did these guys have weird helicopter arms this game explains it all in a way that i'm like oh that's why there's monsters like i understand why in this world I'm facing off against the things I'm facing off against here. And sure, it's a robot that's shaped like a car fighting you, but I'm totally, totally in where I'm like, I get it. And I, I buy it. Fucking everybody up, bro. <laughs> and, and they, they give they give context to it all. And um, towards the end of the game, like there's there's so many reveals of of things that were talked about in the first game that were just one line in the in the original game that never actually made much sense. But now I'm like, oh, that's what they were trying to get across. But with the limited graphics and just the limited capability of that and not hearing things, just reading back then, like now you're like, oh, my God. Like there's a whole, without spoiling things, like museum-esque part of this game. Mm -hmm. That has so much lore and so much like very cool moments that make Final Fantasy VII better to me. 
And like, that's super cool and super impressive. And it goes all the way back down to, we've been talking about um, how all the characters are fleshed out. Yeah. Barrett sounds less silly. Now he feels like a more real character, but Jesse and Biggs and wedge, like they were totally just like, let's get the plot going in, in the original game. It was kind of just like to call them side characters is like, I feel like even being generous, like they were there, but they weren't doing much. Yeah. Story fodder. That's it. And oh my God, I cared about each and every one of them in this. And like the the biggest accomplishment that this game has for me is I spent the last 20 years being like, is it Team Aerith or is it Team Tifa? And it's like this game somehow added a third option (laughs) where I'm just like, how do I care and want Cloud to be with Jesse just as much as I want him to be with either of them? Like, I think a lot of it is just like nuts. the quarantine horniness. <laughs> We're just desperate, man. Uh, I do want to go really quick uh, to the combat. Um, um, go back to there really quickly. Well, if, because... Before you do, can, um, can I just say one thing? I want to sure. chime in on all that. So if somebody brand new to it, yeah, to Tim's point, I never I never questioned any of the stuff. They, they've made a fully realized world here that is weird and you know uh the big corporation that's ruined everything and that's why this is happening and that's why these people are motivated and that like all that made total sense to me uh you asked early you know and blessing took it of like is it a complete game like does it feel like a complete game it totally feels like a complete game i think the last chapters when things really get kooky and weird and they bring in and like sephiroth is you know doing stuff or whatever that's when i was a little bit more like i don't fully get that but i think that number one that was made to as it would have as i immediately did call tim my friend who knows final fantasy and, and have those questions and even if you didn't want to get in it it does the same thing of getting me interested for where this franchise series whatever you want to call it the final fantasy yeah. 7 part 2 is going to go that was my thing too. Is if, if i had any complaint about this game it would be the last few chapters feeling like they just went took a left turn in a way where the whole game for me as a newcomer felt like it made sense. It didn't feel like Kingdom Hearts in the way that Kingdom Hearts gets nonsensical. Like Final Fantasy VII Remake makes total sense in the world. Uh, I felt like I could follow everything that was going on. But those last few chapters, I was like, I am very lost. And it, it was it was until I texted Tim where I was like, hey, or texted Tim and Imran be like, hey, like, I don't get what's going on here. Am I supposed to get what's going on here? And then you guys explained it to me and I was like, all right, cool. I'll let, I'll let that slide because that then makes sense. We'll yeah, talk about all really that stuff cool. next week in the, yeah. the spoiler cast section. Andy, what's up? Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, Greg said you're his friend. Are you his friend? Do you I agree that you're his man. friend? I am. I'm cool, man. <laughs> Fuck you, Andy. Uh, <laughs> really back to the uh, going back to the combat really quick. The there are some mechanics that I wasn't a um, or, or rather. Um, issues with the combat that I had where sometimes you would dodge and you would still get hit. And I feel yeah. like there's no iframes on it, period. It's just only to get out of the way of something. And and I think that that's partially my fault for, you know, again, we've been talking about Bloodborne so much, bless and I, but yeah, there are some times where I feel like a dodge is, is still ineffective and it sometimes feel like it's just there to move faster to a, to a, another area as opposed to actually dodging an attack. And I yeah, feel like that's totally. where the remnants of, turn-based combat are still there like you're still going to get hit by this fucking thing regardless of Mm, no matter what you try yeah block Um, is usually a better strategy to yeah that's what i've been noticing yeah so i feel like you know dodge works a lot better with some of the smaller enemies but really just to get behind them if you want to kind of you know uh, catch them off guard but there were some boss fights where attacks would come at you and it's like all right i've dodged four different directions and nothing's working should I try to just keep blocking? But, you know, I'm not, I don't know. It could get, it got a little bit frustrating in some moments for me there. I will say the game is not that hard necessarily, but it is relentless. Like if you are under back heels during a fight, it is very hard to recover from that. It's unlikely you will die, but you will, you will have a hard time getting back on your feet. And that's, it can be very frustrating, especially when you don't quite understand yeah. like what a boss is like doing yet. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. the game has the, one of the things I will knock against this game is it has the red filter when things are going wrong and mm. like you're losing health or your character is dying. When ca- bosses are color coded or just like doing shit that you need to see, it's very difficult to like read all of that and also heal at the same time. So I do want to talk about the things that we don't necessarily love about this game. But before we do that, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast is brought to you by Quip. Makers of the Quip Electric Toothbrush want you to know the 
single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It's simply this, that you have good habits. Most people do not brush their teeth long enough. Two minutes, that's how long you're supposed to be brushing your teeth. And you might think, oh, I'm doing that. You're probably not. Two minutes is actually a lot longer feeling um, than, than you're probably used to. But that's where Quip comes in. They have these sonic vibrations. Every 30 seconds, they pulse to let you know to move what quadrant of your mouth to make sure you're getting a nice, even clean. Uh, plus, Quip delivers fresh brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping. So your, your routine is always right on the daily, on the weekly, on the monthly, on the yearly. They're there for you, man. If you go to getquip.com slash KF right now, you'll get your first refill pack free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash KF. Quip, they're the good habits company. You can go to getquip.com slash KF now. I really feel like the the pacing of the chapters is off <laughs> entirely. Yeah. I think the game it has such a great pace overall. Like when you're just playing through it, it's fantastic. But the the chapters are so uneven in terms of not only how long they are, but in terms of what they might have within them that now that i've beat the game um it, when you beat it you're allowed to go back to the, it's like new game plus but uh, it's chapter based so you can just jump into any chapter you want but the flaw of that is you have to beat the entire chapter in order to gain any of the things that you do in that chapter so you can't mm-hmm. just go oh i'm gonna do this one side quest and then back out and have completed it which is how it should function because that's frustrating just because the side quests are often featured in chapters that are three plus hours so the to get to the side quest takes an hour to even get to them. Then you have to do them. And then there's more hours after that to be able to save. And I just feel like that is, it could have been remedied by just having the side quest be their own chapter. Yeah. And getting yeah, like to Walmart, for example, you have to go through an entire dungeon to just get there. And then you have to do this. Like I had to do two side quests at the end of Walmart because I just missed them the first time. I had to do everything up until that point, which is at least like an hour and a half to two hours. Which yeah. is insane. Like they should have separated that out a bit better. I want to go do some like combat simulator stuff at the end of the game. You have to do an entire like a dungeon sized chapter before we can just go back and do it. That's it. And, and it just seems like a silly mistake uh to to have it function that way, especially because uh even when you are playing through I, I'm thankful that you can uh skip cutscenes, but when you skip a cutscene, it reloads everything. Yes. So when you're going through like let's just say you're going through a chapter to get to the side quest. Then if that chapter is an hour and that hour has 30, 20 second cutscenes in it, right? Every time you hit one of those, you need to load, which is sometimes longer than the cutscene. It's a good advertisement for the PS5. The entire game is honestly <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't take that long someone to for someone to like hold a switch down, but it takes five seconds in this game, and that adds up over time. The amount of things you have to crawl through oh, while it's the like amount of holes in small in. little areas. It's, crazy. it's like I can't I really can't wait for part two to just see how they fix that. With like a new hard drive and things like that. I'm uh I, I when it comes to like small quality of life improvements and things that kind of frustrated me that felt inconsistent uh in just the design is like when you'd finish a boss fight, I wanna be rehealed and I want all my shit to be I hate finishing a boss fight and it's it's this big triumphant moment and everybody's still fucking weak and You're the still screen's still flashing, yeah, red, flashing red and my MP is still hella low. It's like First thing I do okay. is open the map and look for a bench to sit on. I'm like, God, so, I'm so I, I, I have yet to really fall into that rhythm yet, Greg. So yeah. I, so I cure everybody and I fucking MP. And then sometimes there's a bench and sometimes there's not. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and that gets kind of annoying where oh, yeah. I, I guess I need to fall into that rhythm of well, looking for the do, damn though, bench. It's like the amount of times I've limped on being like, all right, there's no bench behind me. Hopefully, oh, fuck, there's another fight right now. Shit, yeah. fucking, I got to yeah. go and I'm throwing out cures and stuff. And then, yeah, that fight's easy. And then sure enough, then's the bench, right, the bench like, right there. Well, come on, man. That's, that's the thing that sucks is when you like use all use a bunch of ether and then use a bunch of potions to heal, yeah. your, heal your party. And then you walk forward and there's a bench right there. And it's like, cool, I just wasted everything. Sweet. Yeah. 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 Uh, there, there are some weird moments also, just like technical hitches where I will... I've encountered it about over a handful, maybe like seven times, seven or eight times, where I walk up to an NPC and I hit triangle, and the NPC turns and looks. It waits a second. Yeah, it yes. waits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, did you? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, 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 that's happened to me quite a bit. The game overall is kind of slow in parts. And the, the, like what I was talking about, the loading, that's the main part of it. But it's things like that, too. Like needing to talk to someone, it takes a little while. 
or just needing to get somewhere. There's like no fast travel until like the very end of the Midgar section. Yeah. And just I do like so, how yeah. fast his run speed is. Yes. So like that that's pretty good. Um, but it is weird because like yeah, I feel like that's at odds with all these like little things that slow you down. This game has the same problem Final Fantasy 15 did of getting the triangle, like getting your character lined up how they want you to, yeah, to press triangle exactly. to open the chest. I don't think I've ever nailed it on the first try. It's yeah. always kind of like a, oh, trying to get it. It's weird how long you have to hold triangle in many instances. It's, it's, a digging, have... it's digging for me in Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, I can't fucking times, dig the right hole. <laughs> you, yeah, the seams show, I feel, on this game, right? And I know yeah. we're talking about loads and we're all around. But yeah, when you that was the thing. Like What stands out to me, everything we're talking about. But yeah, like, oh, it's time to throw this switch. And Cloud puts his hand on it. And I have to hold triangle and fill in this little circle. And it's like, just... You know what I mean? Like, what the yeah. why am I yeah. holding why? this thing for so long? And I understand you have to load, you're doing this, you're hiding that, you're prepping the next thing, but it's like, that's a weird way to break me out of the experience, right? Of like, yeah. oh, okay, I, I'm playing a game. The other thing that I, 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 me and Bless were talking about kind of having issue with when we uh, went to go play the demo uh, about a month ago was that here we have these beautifully realized worlds. And when you look at the map, there's a ton of places to go. However, 90% of the time, if there's like a random hallway that you go around, there's nothing at the end of it. Like, yeah, that is weird. Yep. There's there's no incentive to explore. Um, majority of the time when there is a treasure chest, it's just a little like a potion, like a potion. or an ether. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing too exciting. I still want it, it's set up to make me want to explore and to make me not want to miss anything, but it it does the the anti like we've all seen the videos of like Mario teaches you how to play and all that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. The, the Goomba. I feel like this game does the opposite of that where it's like it does a bad job where it teaches you hey look you should go everywhere but then there's no incentive to do it i feel like it's i feel like it was a half measure like i think they i think um studio i think studios nowadays when they're making a single player sort of campaign they feel the pressure Mm -hmm. to add those elements to these games because every game does it because for the most part every game is going to have like we we started sort of falling into that like a, I feel like in 2016 2017 where everything needed to be an open world thing mm-hmm. and like uh being linear was like a curse you know uh and so now there I feel like it's been kind of worth it but you know you just you turn around a corner and eh, some boxes to chop down as a stupid yeah. little fucking yeah. chest so it's, it's not it's, it's not great but it's something I think it's weird to me though because they have the CDs that you can collect, which are a great collectible because cool. the 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 music that are there with the CDs and they all excellent. have like individual vinyl art, which is insane. Yeah, it's, which is awesome and, yeah. and great. And it's like you guys could have used that as the thing to put at the end of these alternate routes, but instead, the way in which you collect vinyls is like you go to like the vending machines machine. or whatever. I mean, like. A lot of the game feels focus tested in that way of like, oh, well, people had problems finding this thing. So we'll just put it somewhere obvious. Like a good example is there's a part near the end of the game where you have to go talk to people and say like a secret catchphrase or passphrase and then they reply back. Or you can just open the map and it shows the objective marker right there. And that's Mm -hmm. it. Like, why not let me do the thing and then show like, don't put the objective marker exactly where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And it, it, yeah. it reeks of the fact that this is probably playtested the hell and back because it's an expensive ass game and one they have a lot of ex- expectations for. But the few parts where you do get open exploration, they kind of cut off the knees. Yeah. And then another thing that I, I really just didn't enjoy, uh, I appreciate that they really kind of held to the original and like tried to make these old elements new again, but all the mini games are trash. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like the, the push up challenges, the pull up like stuff. They're the, exactly the same as they were, though. I like the I darts, know. man. Darts but, is sick. Dart darts was darts was okay. Like, like that was darts. probably my favorite out of all of them. But I just feel like anytime that the gameplay like try to switch up on you, it just it felt slow and clunky. Like there's the part with robot hand stuff, or I'm like that this was is, really way too slow. Yeah, it's tedious. It's not fun. Yeah. Like I know exactly what I need to do. I'm just now doing it to move on instead it's of like, accomplishing up. something. Yeah, it's like a way to break up the monotony, but not in a fun way. Like they they they're going for something that's like, well, the player's been fighting things for X amount of time. Let's throw in something else to kind of change the pace, but it's rarely ever good. Yeah. Like did you it's, ever, it's always that tedious bullshit. Yeah, the arm bullshit. Did you ever do like the pro difficulties for like the sit or the pull-ups and stuff like that? I was that? just about to ask you, Emron. I'm trying my damn best. It took me an entire morning. You cannot <laughs> mess up once. You Dude. have to do like everything exactly perfectly, and you have to pick up the pace as much as possible. 
it's insane. And 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 like my problem with it is I did the training both pull-ups and the uh, squats. I'm mm-hmm. trying to do the pro stuff and it's I I'm like I give up. I can't do it. And, and that's where the loading I think sucks the worst because there's no just easy give or like retry option. It's give up, go back to the load back to the main scene, talk to the guy again, load back in the game. I put my stopwatch on it now. It's about 40 seconds between give up and restart. Damn, that's it's unfortunate because yeah. they that's one of the trophies for for you to yes. get is is to accomplish that. And Everyone's I want to platinum this game. <laughs> I, I'm um, very close to a platinum actually. I just gotta I think do a couple of more things. I'm done. That's so crazy, man. Because those the there's multiple like rhythmy based sections in this game, and they're presented as rhythm game, but they do not match the music at all. Yeah. Yes, no. And I'm like, it's, what? It's why? Why? But, Why have this? In but the game? it's still but fun. I'll say still, this. It looks amazing. I'll yeah. say what, this. What are you going to say, Andy? It looks incredible, Tim. And holy it. shit, the HDR is phenomenal <laughs> in this beautiful. game. Like here's it's the beautiful. thing: I'm that playing on a non, I'm playing on a non OLED television. Right? This game looks fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. on just my eight hundred dollar Vizio P series. There, there are there are certain moments where you're you're walking through areas, and then you get to a darker area of of a map, and it is like pitch black. But where it needs to be bright really shines through. It's it's fucking it's gorgeous, dude. This game rules. So speaking yeah. of that rhythm section, that is one of the examples of the things they've changed in this game, and it's one of those changes for the better because that original Absolutely. scene was like this kind of weird brotherly gay panic scene that would not play in 2020 at all. Mm-mm. But they had to keep that in because it's a beloved thing. So they changed it up in like a very not only progressive but really smartly written and fun section. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that I was that when, that, when when all that started. That's when I was like, I was kind of oh, worried. This can go bad real yeah. quick. And they fucking <laughs> did. I'm like, holy shit! All right, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, I do appreciate that. How early on I am in the game. I know you all mentioned. Uh, I, I guess Blessing Greg mentioned that towards the end it does get kind of confusing. But I do appreciate how straightforward everything has been so mm-hmm. far, story wise. There's been some weird. I don't want to say supernatural elements or just like weird shit. That's kind of um, like story B, story C sort of stuff uh, that those questions have yet to be answered for me yet. But uh, I do love kind of it. it's a really cool story. It is we are taking down this giant conglomerate that is ruining the earth. And I think it's yeah. I, I think it makes a lot of sense, to, <laughs> especially nowadays. It's sort of a, yeah. an important thing, you know, I think the it's, character it's, writing is like the writing nails it. Honestly, like I don't know what necessarily i thought the personalities of the characters were but this fits with that the old fo7 perfectly while actually expanding on them and giving them arcs like final fantasy 7 since or the compilation of final fantasy 7 the series of the like that game since that original game has always kind of made Aerith seem demure and shy when she wasn't really like like an emo little bitch in a way that like he isn't no, like, fully not, that let's not, let's not he's still he come off like an emo no no no, no oh, yeah. there's, there's a difference though yeah. Yeah, like, there, there are there are times though where it's like they they push cloud to 11 just so his character turn seems more meaningful but there are times where it's still over the top where barrett will just be like oh man i hate heights and then cloud would be like Shut the hell up and keep going. It's but like, see, that, right, dude, come but on. that to me, that is Cloud from the original game. It's like, that's yeah. not emo. He's kind of a dick. He's like, a bitch, yeah. Yeah, it's like, but in, in the other stuff, they just make him this like brooding, dark, like, I'm just so pretty. It's so hard to be pretty. I love it's it. It's like, yeah. that's not supposed to be Cloud, though. So, oh, like, yeah, this one, like, they made Aerith like these. She's fun. a dick to Cloud. She's fun. And she's happy. And like, yeah. she enjoys needling him. And that's like, that's a thing you don't see that often because that's not the flanderization of the character in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. But they act, they nail it so well here. And I'm, I don't know that I necessarily like the voice of the characters, but the acting is great. Like they, I, yeah. they enjoy their roles and they enjoy, like they, I, that voice and that cloud, like that acting for cloud is now cloud to me. I, I, I will say that for, um for people that are sort of newer to JRPGs, because I consider myself newer, but I sort of get him. I understand the the vibe that they're going for. If you're not really into anime, this will probably be a little bit jarring because just the characterization, the acting is very, very anime. It's very over yeah. the top. It's, it's just it's usually, runs, with saying something. It's yeah. usually very overacted. This is like, don't... For anybody coming into this that is used to 
a naughty dog type of experience. Like this is not that. This is not that level of acting. This is very. But I also don't think it, it goes so far as to push you away because I don't. I you know I'm not an anime guy and I've tried and there's I mean my hero right like I get it I like what I see but not enough <laughs> to turn it on on my own. Whereas yeah. this I feel like it has that. Don't get me wrong. It definitely it is going towards that. But it, for me is just like a somebody who does lo- love a naughty dog or an Assassin's Creed right. I didn't think it pushed it so far where I was like I roll I can't get over this especially as you learn about the characters and not only learn to love them they start letting their guard down and everything starts you know coalescing into like oh this is what this is and why you know this team makes sense by the end of it Mm -hmm. i'm I'm, I'm in the similar place where by the time i finished the game i was like man this story isn't this story isn't just good for a grpg it's like i think this story is an iconic video game story and i know that's that's already been the case with final fantasy 7 the original but even with the remake still i feel like this this version of the story is going to go on as like, hey, this story is up there with whatever you consider an iconic video game story. I prefer uh, this I think over the well. already. Yes. I would say so too. Like, it's obviously much more expanded and much better written. Like, there's side characters that I like end up liking towards the end. Like characters that weren't were not even in the original or like maybe were played very small parts. Like Leslie is a surprisingly good character in this game. I. Yeah. I really, I fucking love this game. It's so hard yeah. to not, like, not even, just rant for an hour about how great it is. Totally, there, there, there are so many great villain characters in this game too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so many that are introduced that might show up for maybe two scenes yep. that still have such personality and have such presence. Uh, and every time they int- introduce even a new villain character, where I'm like, I don't think I've seen that guy before, but he seems cool because how he's dressed and how he looks. Um, all the Shinra people like seem like have have their own personality that carries yep. and that has has weight like everybody seems equally treated in terms of hey we're going to give this character these characters style and presence and personality and motivation and you get all of them which is they took two like senior executives that like their primary character personalities were they laughed weird and they made them actual characters it's insane they they definitely went the distance with this game i love seeing characters from uh from um the dvd from the movie uh Oh yeah! Like when they popped up, I the was Turks. like, oh, "Shit, I remember that! I remember the Turk." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, that's super rad. One thing I want to say, uh, going back a little bit to the the animeness animeness of the 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 dialogue and all that, I was playing this game simultaneously while watching Code Geass with Gia, <laughs> which is one of my favorite anime of all time. Um, season one's really good, and season two good too. Okay, <laughs> okay. we'll talk about this offline. But um, I, I freaking love it. But rewatching, I haven't rewatched it in, in over a decade, probably. And um, my god, it is so anime. It's so corny. It's so over the top dialogue that like w- no one would ever speak this way. Like this is insane. I love it. It's super fun. But playing it with this, I'm like, wow, this game is really mature anime. Like this game's really yeah well written in a way and, and and it's done in a way where it is anime, but it's like it's not in the over the top annoying way. Like I, I feel like it is a lot closer to the naughty dog style than it is to Code yes. Geass. Yes. <laughs> and like I the, the 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 only thing in terms of how anime it is that became like uh not even not, not even an issue, but a thing that I kept noticing and that I couldn't not notice at a certain point was how how much they grunt and like yeah. how many like yeah. a lot of grunts. noises. Uh, yeah, like a so many grunts <laughs> yeah. um to the point where i was like okay this is a lot uh but it's like one of those things where it's like you just you let it slide and you just, you're in you the just, world we're fighting <laughs> robot cars bless <laughs> the robot cars i was like fine with it was the grunts where i was like all right guys <laughs> <laughs> that's where i draw the line yeah <laughs> yeah all right like to yeah. go back to the music one i want to talk about one of the original oh yeah which was the music that plays over the sector five slums this like very soft guitar tune, which is a new song for this game. Really good. And it's perfect. It's like it nails the tone of that area so much better than the original music did that I I actually like that's one of the things I've been just I don't listen to a ton of music right now because I'm not walking or commuting anywhere. But I put that on my Google Music. It's like I'm just listening to this on repeat for as long as I physically am able to because it just speaking of Naughty Dog, it feels like a Last of Us track in some yeah. way. That totally. that music reminded me a lot of uh, some of the more slower, somber parts of of Near Automata and Astral Chain. Mm-hmm. Yes, like I feel like a lot of the a lot of the music. And uh, first of all, let me just say this: God damn, I love a Japanese game with really, really fucking good UI sounds. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, I love good UI sounds, man. It's just like 
hearing that they just nail reminds it, you of the first time playing like Metal Gear Solid, like the first yeah. time. You know, I love all that stuff. I mean, speaking of the UI, like there's a lot of good UI stuff that is shocking to me. It's never been in other RPGs. Like when you're changing out material, you can change from anybody who's in the party or not. You can see who has something equipped, who used to have something equipped. If you just change something out and you had it in your material slots, like within the last couple of hours, it'll give like a kind of faded out look that like, oh, we used to have this equipped. So if you're just changing things out and you forgot what was in that slot, yeah. the game will show you. It's a It does such a good job of just doing whatever you want to do without like compromising the organization aspects of it. It's so very forward thinking. For and a, I feel like there experience. was multiple times where um, I was about to confront an issue with the UI. And then the moment that I was about to complain, it would give me the answer that I was looking for. The moment I was about to be like, why don't you just have, oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, an example of that being the weapon upgrade system, where it's like every time you upgrade a weapon, uh, which is often because you get uh, AP, SP stuff constantly in this game. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're constantly incentivized to open the menu and to just see what you can upload, update. You know what I mean? It's like this part of the, the fun of it is just being in the menus. Fran would love it. And uh, you go oh, into yeah. the, the weapon and then it does this like crazy animation. Then you're in like the solar system looking thing. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. kind of like the spear grid from 10 just a little bit. Uh, but you can assign different orbs to like upgrade your stuff. And it's super fun, super engaging. Like you're, you're into it and you, you really feel like you're making these personal changes. But somewhere through the game, I was like, I'm over these animations. I'm over constantly having to go back. I wish I could just assign it and have it just do it. You hit triangle. And yeah. it just does it for yeah. you. And it's yeah. so nice. I also like if the weapons aren't necessarily better or worse. Like, there are different builds, essentially. Like, I've gone back to older weapons because I just, like, I want to prioritize attack with Barrett And I want to prioritize magic with Aerith. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be yeah. the best or latest weapon to use. Mm-hmm. I, I also want to point out that there are four characters in this game in terms of like the playable characters um, in terms of your party and I feel like the 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 roles they play are all they all complement each other each other so well and they're perfect like yeah. there was no point where I was like man I wish I had a character that did that, that did this like in terms of the dynamic between range and and close up uh, and there's that and then also like Aerith you like being mainly magic um, even though you can kind of build them however you want but her kind of being the person who I would assigned to magic and then that ranging up to cloud being like my melee guy like all that felt super balanced yeah and that's a thing that you can't really uh change because that's a set thing like you have these set four characters to play around with so i thought that was really good but then um, also going yeah. back to to soundtrack like I, i'm gonna be shocked if this isn't soundtrack of the year like mm-hmm. if it doesn't sweep for soundtrack of the year and this is me coming off of doom eternal which i would have i probably would have said the same thing after beating doom eternal like <laughs> oh yeah this soundtrack is soundtrack of the year after playing final fantasy 7 remake like this soundtrack is one of my favorite soundtracks i've ever i've ever heard um like this the sewers area also is one i want to point out like there's there's a song no vibes in there <laughs> yeah dude like it sounds it doesn't sound like a like a hip-hop instrumental that like um that is in a video game, like a video game version of, of a hip hop instrumental. It sounds like a genuine, like tight hip hop beat that was like produced by tone deaf or something like that. Like it sounds it. on point. Um, I love so, the, uh, yeah. when you are in um, uh, wall market or what, what's it called? Wall market. Wall market. Wall market. Yeah. There's that, that subtle thing where in the different areas of wall market, the theme is played in a different style. Yeah. I, just, I love little touches yeah. like that. Um, the, so um, uh, to go back to the combat again, um, I, uh, this game brought me back to what I loved so much about Dragon Age Inquisition and, and and switching between the characters and and um kind of creating roles, like creating the tank role, creating the DPS. This person yes. is a little bit weaker. This is your mage character, but they're going to put out high amounts of damage. This guy is going to be your going and poking a few times. Like, <laughs> I, I just I love that stuff. I love that mental game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Game rules, man. Game absolutely <laughs> rules, man. I, I can't believe they accomplished it. I can't wait to talk to you guys more about this, especially in a spoiler fashion next week, because uh, there's a lot to talk about. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of conversations about this game for, for years to come. Um, so until then, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we are about to do the post show for patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games supporters. So we'll see you guys there. Until next week. I love you.